let the church say amen. From the book of Acts. Acts chapter 4. Acts chapter 4. Beginning with verse 7. <clears throat> and while you find that, we extend our welcome and thank you. Elder Brunson, thank you so much for coming in and blessing us this morning. We're just so happy that Reverend Bush is so well connected. <laughs> Reverend Bush knows everybody. <laughs> and it's just good to have him well connected and he brings folk who are going to sing about Jesus. <laughs> I, I, I love that about you. You just keep singing Jesus and uh, lifting him up and God will continue to bless Acts chapter 4, <clears throat> beginning with verse 7, these are the words you find. And when they had set them in the midst, they asked, by what power or by what name have you done this? Peter, filled with the Holy Ghost, said unto them, ye rulers of the people and elders of Israel, if we this day be examined of our good deed done to this impotent man, by what means he is made whole, be it known unto you all and to all the people of Israel that by the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, whom ye crucified, whom God raised from the dead, even by him, Doth this man stand here before you whole? This is the stone which was set at naught of the builders, which has become the head of the corner. Neither is there salvation in any other, for there is none other name under heaven given among men, whereby we must be Save. Now, when they saw the boldness of Peter and John and perceived that they were unlearned and ignorant men, they marveled and they took knowledge of them that they had been with Jesus. Amen. Amen. And that's where I want to spring off today, having been with Jesus. They took knowledge of them. And without Peter and John having to make an announcement, without them having it written on a t-shirt, without them posting it on Facebook, these folk concluded that these men have been with Jesus. Y'all wake up here. There was something about them. There was something about the way they did things that caused even their enemies 
to know that these men have spent some time with Jesus. Now, my brothers and my sisters, in order to see why they said that, we, we've got to put the text in its context. Here's a fascinating story. God's power working through men. Peter and John are on their way into the temple. Follow me now. As they head into the temple, there is a man laying at the gate of the temple. A man who is lame. He's laying at the gate and he is begging for money. They're on their way in the church. A man is laying at the door of the church. He's begging for money. Somehow, he had some friends that would bring him every day and set him down at the door of the church. You would think a real friend would take you on in. But uh, Reverend Jackson, evidently, they thought he could get more help outside than he could get inside. They laid him. Let me stay on track here. They laid him at the gate, laid him there, and Peter and John are on their way in. And he, he does what he's doing. He looks at Peter, looks at John, and says to them, I, I need, I, I, I'm looking for money, asking for money. Here is where Peter says, that famous line, Peter said to him, Young man, silver and gold have I none. Got no money. Silver and gold have I none. But such as I have. I ain't got no money, but I got what you need. Y'all hear me? Have no, have no money. I ain't got no cash on me. But I do have what you need. Silver and gold have I none. But what I do have. I will share it. I will give it to you. Listen to what he had. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, I want you to rise up. And I want you to walk. And he reaches down, grabs the man by the hand. And the Bible says that this man jumped up, immediately received strength. Jumped up, and this is what I love. The man jumped up and jumped on into the temple. Y'all hear me? Leaping and walking into the temple. I don't have any money for you. You know, sometimes money ain't what you need. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. Don't have any cash. Don't have any money, but what I do have, I'll give it. I give it to you. The people gathered around Peter and John. They saw that. The people saw all that going on. They saw the man leaping off. They gathered around Peter and John. And this crowd of people gathered around these two preachers. And guess what these two preachers did? <laughs> got a crowd. Everybody gathered. Everybody got questions. Everybody gathered around them. And so they did what preacher would do. Started preaching. They began to preach to the crowd that has gathered. Yeah, yeah. Chapter 3, verse 15. Yeah, you see the whole sermon. He, he, yeah, they, they preached. He died and he got up 
from the grave. Preaching ain't changed. Are y'all hearing me? That's preaching right there. He died, put him in a grave, and he got up. And I know we, we live in a day when a whole lot of stuff is being preached and a whole lot of, they're telling you about how to get rich and telling you about how to get a woman, how to get rid of a woman, how to get a man, how to get rid of, but here is preaching right here. He died. <laughs> Y'all ain't hearing me. He died. They laid him in a tomb. He got up and he lives. One more thing, he's coming back. Y'all ain't hearing that, That's preaching gospel he he preaches to them and then in verse 19 after preaching he does what a preacher does he gave an invitation he said repent therefore be converted that your sins may be blotted out when the time of refreshing comes from the presence of the lord now brothers and sisters let me tell you something preachers let me tell you something this kind of preaching will get you in trouble folk come looking for one thing and you give them something else this kind of preaching, chapter 4, starts out with Peter and John. They, they're being challenged by the priest, the captain of the temple, and Sadducees. Now, now, they're challenging them, but they're not challenging them for preaching. They're challenging, challenging them because of the name they're preaching in. Y'all hear me? It's all right to preach, but the question is, what name are you preaching in? Their problem is not the preaching. The problem was the name that the preaching is in. According to the word of God, they laid hands on them. And this ain't a holy laying hands. <laughs> this ain't that kind of laying hands. <laughs> they grabbed them. Grabbed them and, 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 and put them in jail so that they could carry them to court the next day but now although they have grabbed them they have put them in jail they're waiting to have a trial it's really too late because folk have already heard the words it's too late because folk have already been let me show you something we overlook you know we talk about the day of Pentecost that's in chapter 2 day of Pentecost we get excited because 3,000 souls were saved one sermon 3,000 souls were saved, but you got to read a little further than that. Go over to chapter 4 and verse 4. After he preached that sermon to them folk that day, look, look, at, look at chapter 4, verse 4. Not 3,000, 5,000. You see that? 5,000 folk. We, go, we, we have a fit over the three, but just a few more verses. and 5,000 folk, folk have been saved because they took time to be sold. They put them in jail. Next morning, they dragged them to court before the Sanhedrin. Everybody now, another crowd, gathered. They brought Peter and John into the mix. Yeah, yeah, here they put them in the middle of all these folk again. <laughs> Y'all ain't hearing me. They're already in trouble because they found themselves in a crowd of folk. Started preaching. So now here they got them again. <laughs> And they bring them into this crowd of people. And not only do they bring them into the midst of this crowd, two preachers in the midst, surrounded by a crowd of folk, they made the mistake of asking them, verse 7, by what power have you done this? Are y'all hearing me? 
Now, they're already in trouble for preaching. Here they are gathered all these people around them, and now they ask them, by what power have you done this preaching time now? <laughs> are y'all hearing me? Here's somebody who is asking, by what power? So guess what they did? Here's another crowd. They're hungry. They want to know why we've done what we've done. Preacher looked around. I can hear him say, I feel my help coming. <laughs> and right there in the court, they began to tell the story. They began to tell the story. Preaching again, 4 and 10. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right there in the courtroom, they took him to the cross, got him up from the grave, and then he told them, that he had, yeah, that yeah, he had, he had changed that. Then once he preaches to them in the courtroom, once he tells them that he went to the grave, he got up. Then he issues a challenge right there in the courtroom. Listen to what he said. Neither is there salvation in any other. For there is no other name under the heaven where uh, among men whereby we must be saved. All this is in the courtroom. Not in church, in the courtroom where people are gathered. So, so you follow this story and you can see the power of God in these two men, these two preachers everywhere they went. And I believe that there's something in every child of God, every true Christian. I believe there's something in every Christian that wants the Lord to use them like that. If you're saved, don't you want the Lord to use you like that? That's my daily plea. That's why, that's why every Sunday, it ain't just a song. That's my testimony. Lord, I want to live for thee. Every day and hour, let your spirit be in me in its saving. Every child of God ought to want God to use them like that. Something exciting about the thought of being used by God to help somebody get it right. Where, where does this kind of power, where does this kind of authority come from? Well, look at the text, and, and if you read the text, first of all, you can expel some things that you, it will tell you where it doesn't come from. You want to know where power comes from? You, know, you want to know, know how you get the power to change lives? Look at the scripture. It tells you where it doesn't come from. It doesn't, first of all, it, right out of the text, it doesn't come from having wealth, <laughs> silver and gold. <laughs> Have I none? So, so whatever this is, it ain't something they had the money to buy because they had no money. So this kind of power does not come from silver and gold. Next thing, if you look at chapter 3 and verse 11 and 12, it doesn't come from any special power that they have. People saw the man walking around and they, they ran to Peter and John and started making a big deal out of Peter and John. And Peter said, wait a minute, don't look at us. Don't look at us like we did something. We, we didn't do this. It, this was not done in our power. So it's not done by money. You can't pay for it. You don't have that much. It's not by anything you got going on 
inside of you? He said, no, don't give us the glory. The glory belongs to God. And then thirdly, right out of text, it does not come from intellect. You ain't that smart. Yeah, this, that, that, let, me, let me show it to you. Verse 13 says that, says that these were, they, they looked at them and they know these folks, these men, I know these folks, they ain't been in school nowhere. <laughs> they ain't got no, are you hearing me? They, they, they perceived that they were ignorant and unlearned men. So it didn't come from money. It wasn't anything they had going. It wasn't even because they were so smart. But here it is right here. It jumps out right right out of the text. Keep reading in verse 13. Where does this kind of power come from? Where does this kind of authority come from? Well, here it is. They took knowledge that they had been with Jesus. Y'all missed the whole sermon right there. They, yeah, it ain't nothing else you got going for you. What? Yeah, the thing we realized, we, we can't figure it out how you doing all this stuff, why you got so much power. But one thing we do know is that these men have been with Jesus. Can, can you see? Can you see this? The, the enemies are trying to figure them out, trying to figure out the source of their power. And the only thing that they can come up with is that these men have been with Jesus. <laughs> Let me ask you something this morning. Let me ask you something. This is your personal question. You ain't got to tell your neighbor. You ain't got to touch your neighbor. Just you. What about you and your life with your saved self? What about you says that you have been with Jesus? What about the way you live your life says that you have been with Jesus? What about the way you live from day to day says the other folk that you spend any time at all in the presence of Jesus? What about you even suggest that you even know Jesus? Are y'all hearing this? These men hadn't said a word. The folk around them, they perceived that these men have been with Jesus. What is it about you? I'm not talking about what, what you told somebody. <laughs> See, we, we always tell them for what we got. I ain't talking about that. I'm talking about what is it that comes out of the way you live your life from day to day that lets people know that, you know what? They know Jesus. Brothers and sisters, if you're a child of God, saved, sanctified, filled with the Holy Ghost, there ought to be something about you. Y'all ain't hearing me. There ought to be something about you that says that you have spent some time in the presence of Jesus. The way you carry yourself, the way you talk, the way you walk, the way people, the way you treat other folk. There ought to be something about you uh, that people say, you know what? They have been with Jesus. 
There ought to be something that says without you opening your mouth that that's somebody who is living their lives for Jesus, that Jesus is in their lives. See, my brothers and sisters, you, you got a problem if all your evidence is what's hanging on your wall. That's all the evidence you got. You, you, you got a problem. You, you, you got a problem if all of your salvation is in the way you wear your clothes. Because you wear a suit on Sunday morning and your dress is long enough. Are y'all hearing me? If that's all the evidence you got, you're already in trouble. If all your evidence is what you don't do. <laughs> y'all hearing this? The only evidence you got that you've been with Jesus is that I don't do this and I don't do that. No, the question ain't what you don't do. What do you do? <laughs> my prayer and my heart's desire is that I can walk in such a manner that the world will know that I have spent some time in the presence of Jesus. You see, once you've been in the presence of Jesus, if you've really been in the presence, you ain't ever going to be the same no more. I, I wonder if I got a witness here. You ever spend some time in the presence of Jesus, you will never be the, I wonder about folk that say that they have been with Jesus whose lives haven't changed at all. And please hear me, please hear me, please hear me. Don't, don't, don't go out of here and tell the wrong thing. I, I'm, I'm talking about change. I ain't talking about great big change. You see, if you got saved last week, you ain't got it together this week, but something about you, y'all ain't hearing me. Something about you, all the, y'all ain't hearing that. Let, let me, I, I, few years ago, and I, I'm always slow to call names because I'm so close to home, but I, I, I remember they were telling me about a friend of mine who I, I was in revival up near my hometown, and a friend of mine, uh, well, well we, he really wasn't a friend of mine because he, he didn't have nothing to do with me, but he was tough. Cuss you out at the drop of a hat. Everybody knew him. Everybody knew him, but they told me, say, uh, he's coming to revival tomorrow night, and I said, he He's coming. Yeah, he's saved now. He's saved. He, 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 he knows the Lord now. And uh, he, he, sure enough, showed up at revival. And I was surprised. I, 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 I just wondered what in the world happened to his life, turned his life around. And, and he's showing up. He's he saved. He shows up at church, gave his testimony how the Lord turned him around. And I, I, all, everybody's amazed. I'm just amazed to see him in church. And so he sat there through the church, and all the while I was preaching, he was waving his hand, got ready to go, got out in the parking lot, and he got in the car ready to go. His family was sort of lingering around talking, and I heard him say, y'all, come on. <laughs> and they kept on talking, <laughs> kept on talking, kept on talking. I heard him yell out again in the parking lot, across the parking lot, y'all come on. And they kept on talking, <laughs> kept on talking, and kept fellowshipping. He got out of the car. <laughs> and 
And the way I remember him, <laughs> he said it like that. <laughs> Y'all. <laughs> well, needless to say, everybody went on to the car. <laughs> they went on to the car. And then what am I trying? I'm trying to tell you. I'm trying to tell you. We are works in progress. Y'all hear me? Oh, I'm saved, but I ain't got it all together yet. And don't look at me like that. You ain't either. We are works in progress. God is not through with. Are y'all here? I wonder if I got a witness here. God is not through with me yet. You just heard him make the announcement a while ago about the ministry that meets here on Monday night called Celebrate Recovery. All of us ought to be there because all of us in recovery. Y'all ain't hear me. All, all of us, ain't none of us where we ought to be. All of us are recovering. We're recovering from different stuff. But we are recovering. Are y'all hearing this? But if any man be in Christ, he's a new creature. All things are passed away. Behold, all things, I'll get this word right here, become. Become. You ain't all that yet, but you are becoming. God is still working on you. All things are become new. For man spends time in the presence of Jesus, he begins to look like Jesus. Y'all hearing this? You spend enough time with him. You begin to look like him. And when I say look like him, when I say look like him, I ain't talking about something physical. My, any of you who's ever seen my daddy, you would look at his picture and look at mine, and you say, that's your daddy. You, you never believe that that's my father. My, my father and I physically don't look that much alike. But if you spend some time with him and then spend some time with me, I've had folks that tell me, you just like your daddy. You, you, are y'all hearing me? Yeah, yeah, it ain't a look. It's just spending time with somebody long enough. Are y'all hearing me? It ought to make a change in your life. So, I'm on my way down now, but what is it that says that you have been with Jesus? What about your life says that? What, what is it on your job that people will look at you on your job and say, you know what? They've been with Jesus. What is it in your neighborhood? How do you carry yourself in your neighborhood so that your neighbors will look, yeah, will tell the rest of your neighbors, you know what? They, they've been with Jesus. Paul said it like this, I am crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live, yet not I, but Christ lives in me. What about you says that you have been with Jesus. What a wonderful change in my life has been wrought since Jesus came into my heart. I found joy in my soul for which long I have sought since Jesus came into my heart. I, brothers and sisters, I, I'm not talking about what I think, I'm talking about what I know. I am a living testimony. I'm a living testimony as to what a little time with Jesus can do. And the reason I can is because I once was lost, but now I am found. I was blind, but now I see. I, 
that's my sermon right there. That's my sermon, but let me close with verse 14. That yeah, yeah, they, they wanted to discredit them. And yeah, they wanted to say that, that yeah, that they were they standing there, they want to discredit them, but they could not discredit them. And the reason why they couldn't discredit them was because the man that had just been healed was standing there. <laughs> Y'all ain't hearing me. They, they wanted to discredit them. They want to say that they didn't have no power, but uh, they could not discredit them because the man that they just healed was still standing over there jumping and leaping. Oh, y'all hear me? Oh, my brothers and sisters, let me tell you something. That is sometime uh, you ain't got to say a word. Just let the work you done. Somebody ought to shout up in here. That's what mama used to say. Let the work that I've done. Speak for me. Let the service that I give. You ain't got to say a word. Let the service that I give speak for me. Let the life that I live speak for me. Yeah, so as I close, I want to close with a lame man. Yeah, the man who was laying there at the gate. Yeah, the Bible says he got up yeah, and he started leaping. Got up and he started jumping. But what I love about the man uh, is he didn't jump back to the streets. Yeah. He didn't jump back to where he come from. Yeah. The Bible says he leaped uh, and he jumped yeah, and he went right on uh, into the house of God. Y'all ain't hearing me. So many times uh, we get what we need uh, and the last place we want to go yeah, is go where the Lord is. Yeah. So many times uh, he answers our prayer yeah, and we go on back out yeah, and do what we've been doing. Yeah. But here is one uh, who now that he is healed, uh, he leaps right on in uh, to the house of God. Yeah. Are y'all hearing me? Uh, and that's where I am. Yeah. God has been uh, so good to me. Yeah. And every chance I get, yeah, I want to show up uh, in the house of God, uh, saying, oh, magnify uh, the Lord with me. Let us exalt uh, his name together. Yeah. Yes. Uh, Come up in the house uh, saying, I will bless the Lord uh, at all times. His praise uh, shall continually uh, be in my mouth. Uh, every chance I get, uh, I want to say this uh, is a day uh, that the Lord has made. I will rejoice uh, and be glad uh, in it. Uh, yes. Uh, Every chance I get, uh, I want to tell somebody yeah, that while uh, I was still in my sin, yeah, Jesus, uh, he died on an old cross, laid him in a borrowed tomb. But I'm glad, I'm glad that early in the Sunday morning, yeah, he got up, he got up, yes. All power is in his hands. What? What about you? Says that you have spent time with Jesus without you pinning it on your back. 
without you putting it on your T-shirt? Is there any way that anybody would know that you even know Jesus, that you've spent any time with him? If you're here today and you don't know him, the good news is that he died for you too. The good news is that while we were yet in our sins, God gave his son to die for us. So here today, if you're unsaved, let me invite you to move. If you don't know him, let me invite you today to get to know him. 